You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Nick Brown of Mona. He's a man who's always been open with his thoughts and opinions, one of those fierce souls who isn't afraid to tell you what he thinks and why. However, when I met with Nick, I found him to be in a much more reflective state than the previous times I ran into him in the past. He's in an interesting place where he's reassessed the reasons why he wanted to be in a band and has come out on the other side with an album that rings true to what Mona means to him. It was a pleasure getting to chat with Nick about the brilliant life that he's led and where he hopes to see Mona goes next. You're going to enjoy this talk. This is the 405 Exchange with Mona. Enjoy. So I've seen you guys perform in New York like loads of times over the years. Like I can't even think when the first time was, but this makes me wonder like how's New York been for your career? Because I feel like every show there's just like this big outpouring of love for Mona. Oh uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean just as a city it's one of our favorite places, you know, period. I don't I don't know how it can be for anyone, you know what I mean? Um, but we've, we've always done pretty, pretty well in, in, in big cities uh, like London, New York, LA, which sometimes are like tough cities for a lot of people. Um, but we've always, I mean, I don't know the, the formula of why, just we, 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 we have had a lot of love and you know, we're grateful for that. Um, probably like 2011 maybe, might have been the first time. I think the first time I saw you was probably at the Mercury Lounge, and I think what's very specific about a Mona show is that it's not a matter of fact of if you're going to have a good time. It's like, I feel like you guys force people to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, we, um, you you know, living in Nashville, people are constantly crossing their arms and just, uh, it's another show. I mean, there's more music going on in Nashville than you know, you can take 10 other cities and combine them and there's going to be still more shows going on in Nashville. It's, it's, uh, so it becomes jaded. So you have to kind of believe, you know, drink your own like Kool-Aid a little bit. Uh, if you don't believe in what you're doing, there's no point of being up there. So if, if you do, then it should be contagious. You know, if we're going to have a good time, then, you know, everyone else sure as hell is going to have a good time. They might not know they are yet, but like, yeah. It, we're either going to push it to the point where you join in or you probably just leave, you know. Um, I love that smiling because just, I mean, for people listening, Nick is smiling right now and I can tell it's because <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you, I imagine you see it on the crowd where people are probably, like, hesitant at first, but, like, by the second or third song, they're just, like, flinging their beers everywhere and all that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, most of the time, like, I'm pretty stubborn, so we'll push and I think most people want to have a good time. It's just a matter of, like, letting them know it's okay. And, uh, but, we, you know, you get shut down occasionally. I mean, I'll be in the crowd trying to get stuff going, and, you know, it's, uh, it just depends on the night, you know, it's, um, but I mean, that's what the songs are about in, in general, you know, we try to write human, you know, I, I talk about this all since I've started, you know, like, we try to be a human band, and I think music is for humans, I know there's status, and there's hype, and there's all this kind of thing with, you know, people trying to get attention or some type of success or some of that but for us it it resonates and there's power and I I think there's there's healing and joy and 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 all those kind of things in music you know from The Clash to Bob Marley to you know the Beatles I think uh, songs have proven historically that they have power and 
not to say that Mona is this like revolutionary. You know, we're not. You know, we're not writing Bob Dylan songs in the middle of the civil rights movement, but yeah. we need music. For, you know. Look around, man. From politics to violence to all of it, we need music every day. And uh, and I and I want people to come to Mona shows and hear Mona records and, and just have a little bit more uh, fight for life. And um, yeah, and sometimes uh, you got to chocolate chocolate cover the vitamins, you know. So <laughs> have a little fun along the way. That's a good point. I love that you said that just now, specifically the fact that like. The music you make is for humans. Like that's the guy. Would you say in a way that's been the guiding, almost mission in regards to this new album you guys have been working on? Like, do you feel like you guys have been very mindful about that with the songs you've been making? I mean, a hundred percent. It's one of the reasons why it, it took so long. It's it's one of the reasons that. Um, uh, I mean, I I second guess the direction thousands of times, but that's why it's called Soldier On. You know. And, uh, and that's why some of these these songs, you know, even with the first single "Kiss Like a Woman," you know, it's gonna, it's 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 letting people know it's okay to be yourself. You know, it doesn't matter who you pray to, who you fuck, where you come from, what color you are, whether that like just be okay in your own skin. And it's and it's a, and it's a little bit of a challenge to people to like be confident themselves, but it's also kind of a nod, you know, to the people around you that like you know the power comes in the in the in the differences between us, and that should be celebrated. And, and these are classic cliches of human ethics and what people should know but somehow as a, as a people group and especially in America we like forget these things and need to be reminded constantly constantly you know it's like um, it's not about just being tolerant of people or being so PC that everything's okay it's about putting effort into like you know having having a good existence and, and actually loving things around you loving people around you loving what you do loving uh, the struggle you know like um, so it's a very uh, definitely a human uh, which did I, I say it like that because it's as, it's as elementary as I can get it you know um, yeah. is, is that uh, yeah you know these 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 things helped me musically not necessarily my, my you know my music but my doing music and yeah. you know other albums that where you want to give up that you just hear that and you're like all of a sudden you're Superman you know and um, yeah. what blows me away though is like it, and I must I imagine you must have thought of this a little bit isn't it crazy how everything you just said at least within the context of 2017 and where most of our western like most of our like United States and our British societies and Europe it's like saying things the way you did this now it's almost like a mission statement because I feel like so many people find themselves so firmly rooted in whatever they think the aspect of like celebrating that people are different even though it might be seem that's what people say it doesn't feel that's what's actively being done as much no I mean it, it, it's sad I mean you know it's because everyone's a business artists is artists now are, are businesses everyone is what's your brand you know uh, how many followers do you have on Instagram how many streams do you have even doing something like activism in regards could be like a brand a hundred percent and half the time there's once something pops up whether it's you know to raise money for the Dakota pipeline and stand for you know Native American and tribes then all of a sudden scandals come out of where did the money go there's always evil in humanity as well so you, I think that it is it's good to have exactly that a mission statement of uh, 
this is what we stand for. You know, this is be yourself, have fun, live life. And, uh, you know, it's not just drug, sex, and rock and roll. It, it's drug, sex, rock and roll. Also, there's world wars over religion. There's still racism. There's still sexism. There's still ageism. There's still ignorance. There's, you can't just sum things up anymore in these, these cute little t-shirts. You have to kind of live it. And uh, you have to dive into people's, you can't just be okay with other people's beliefs, other people's lifestyle. You have to dive into their lives and, and, and love yourself as you're finding your, the things about you that are different, but also love other people around you that maybe don't have the same beliefs instead of trying to get uh, everything so uniform and, and aligning with people that have like minds. Yeah. We don't have to agree to, to, to get along, you know, and, that, and that's something that you learn in preschool when you're taught to share toys. Yeah. But somehow as adults, and especially in our country, our politicians can't learn how to share toys and talk without screaming or calling names. I mean, these are very childlike things. And throughout history, artists have had to be louder voices. Um, so if a, if a government or a church or an institution can't lead the way, then maybe a song can, maybe a painting can, a street artist, a, a dancer, you know, whatever it is. I mean, yeah. We're really intrigued about everything you said just now. I feel like what would add a little bit more context in how you're talking, and I think it might be insightful for some people, is I feel like arriving at these thoughts, arriving at these insights and these opinions, a lot of it must deal with the fact that for most of your adult life, you've been in a band, and within just the basic confines of that, you're with three to four or five different people who have different lives and opinions in you, and that's just a matter of your own life every day. Yeah, I mean, being, being in a band in some ways is... is is uh, polygamy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're you're married to you're married to these people, and um, and sometimes it's a rotating cast. You know, we've had different members, and uh, you know, we've people people's visions change and their dreams change and you know anyone that has ever been in Mona or will ever leave Mona was still a part of it and it was um, there's nothing but, but love there but yeah there is uh, you have to have tolerance even in quote unquote inside your inner circle and you have to have grace so the question starts to be not how can I make all these people think like me it's how much grace do I want these people to have for me then I better at least be reciprocating that that amount and I know how much of a failure and a fuck up I am so I, I need a lot of grace so when I'm going out into the world I'm trying to give as much as I think I need which is a hell of a lot um, and so if we're, if we're looking at, you know the humans next to us in that kind of way that becomes a very positive energy you know and we're not you don't you don't just start revolutions you, you, you change a, a few people around you and maybe they change a few people around them you know but then that becomes power you know and then then we have these then you have John Lennon sitting in circles singing power to the people you know that, that didn't happen <laughs> overnight you know yeah but tell me this like do you feel like all of this has been has translates into Soldier On, like in regards to when you guys were making it and within the songs that are like the finished products, do you feel like all these ideas are gonna be coming across on the record? I have no clue. I mean, art is so, you know, up for interpretation. I have, I have no clue if these themes are gonna be translated, if people are just gonna go, oh, I like these songs, or if they're gonna go, oh, this doesn't sound like it used to, or... But what about for I, you, personally? Um, 
there's a song actually on the album called Soldron. It was one of the first things I wrote, and it was a song that I was at that place where I didn't even know if I wanted to keep going. You know, like not in life, but in music. You know, where it was like. Um, uh, I actually had that down to ask you about because the band's career has been fucking interesting. Yeah, it's uh, I mean you know signed a major label deal, two albums, toured the planet, did all kinds of you know a lot of crazy tours, a lot of pats on the back, a lot of accolades, and then for a lot of people we just disappeared, and some of that was a uh, you know my choice like you. There's a whirlwind, and it's uh, you, you have to figure out the definitions of things again. So I had to fall back in love with music, the idea of doing it. And um, but Soldron is one of those uh, things where you know the song itself kept me kept me going. So you know it's been the underlying theme while doing this. You know, and the first lines are "Soldier on, push on through, even when they laugh at you." You know, it's just like even right there, it's just kind of like a, a sense of like. Just being comfortable in your own skin and, 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 and not really looking to the left or right, but just being sure of yourself. And um, so there's a lot of personal growth. There's a lot of growth musically, you know, production-wise. I produced it again. I'm, uh, you know, very proud of it on, on, on that arena of it. But yeah, it's a very, it's been an interesting road. You know, it's um, and it's not done. You know, it, it could be tomorrow. It could we could be doing this again in another seven years. You know. So it's uh, I'm I'm just here for the ride, you know. My my uh, I'm not as naive as I was when I first started. So I'm a lot more grateful for things and a lot more uh, humbled by things. And the older you get, too, you just see the world around you. So yeah. it's not just about like record deal, traveling the world. You're like people are going through shit. Yeah. You know. How can we, what, you know, what sound or what song, I mean, that's what, you know, as a, as a creative person, I think you respond with what you're into, you know, if you, if you, if you paint and you watch the news and your heart's broken, I feel like your first response is to go paint, you know, like, um, so for us, I'm just always thinking of what song, you know. I know it might sound like a bit of a buzzword, but I'm curious in regards to coming across to that that sensation when creating the song Soldier On and realizing that that's what the song is about. Do you feel like coming to that mindset of just acceptance and being okay with where you are and just wanting to go further with music, do you feel like in a sense that was liberating? It, it, yeah, I mean, to quote myself, it was it was like a lean into the fall. It was an ST plunge. I mean, nice it, was, one. it was just a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the people listening are going to appreciate that one. That's a great song, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where, like, you know, you, you kind of just have to jump in yeah, um, and believe in yourself. And then, you know, uh, an artist friend of mine, when I was first starting out, came up to me and said, you will have the ability to do great work because you're not afraid of doing bad work. He said, and a lot of people—that's an amazing compliment. Yeah, and uh, and I—it's—it's—it's—it messed me up then, and it, and it constantly does. Um, he said, but most people just do good work. He said, and it just—it's just uninteresting. So sometimes, you know, whether this is the wrong or right turn, it's not up—not up for me, you know, to to decide that. But um, 
I'm okay if it's quote unquote bad work because it was honest work and I'm proud of it. So I mean that's the only way I can look at it. It's interesting to hear you say that. I think this kind of correlates to what you were saying at the start of the talk about music essentially being for humans. I was listening to an interview just yesterday with Noel Gallagher and he's released this album that he's going to be releasing is essentially going to be his weirdest album yet, which I mean I've been a fan of him since I was really little so finally seeing him go weird is something I'm happy about. But there's a lot of his fans who are like weirded out by it and it's like a lot more psychedelic and he was asked about it in an interview and he said that you know there's only been two or three songs that have been released. People haven't heard the album enough to to make an opinion so once the album comes out that's when the opinion will happen and whatever the opinion is he'll live with it whether yeah. it's yeah I mean um, I mean that dude's a legend I mean we toured with him a few years ago and like you know he's got a reputation for kind of being the, the snarky you know thing but like in person I mean he was nothing but graceful and professional and like kind of how to do it I mean we've toured with a lot of people and I've seen how to do it and how not to do it and he's his team himself is nothing but um, uh, yeah I mean they're rock and roll royalty you know so um, and for a reason really yeah so I mean I think he's wise enough to know that you know I just watched a, it's, uh, a clip on him yesterday where he says I have 87 million pounds in the bank I have a Rolls Royce I have this house do you think I'm happy and he says no I want more and this is like back in the Oasis heydays and stuff like that I think now he's probably like smiling at his younger <laughs> self going like oh, come on man. but at the time uh, the, the world needed that you know at the time he was playing the role that you know he either felt he needed to or felt someone else needed him to be but uh, yeah those brothers are uh, interesting interesting uh, example of a lot of things to do it right and a lot of things to do wrong yeah, they really are crazy folks you know tell me this you mentioned that the upcoming single is going to be kiss like a woman right yes yeah tell me a bit about that song and when do you think people are going to hear it uh january uh we, you know, we've already shot the video in la it's being edited now and um you know um I won't ruin the, the, the video, but there's basically three storylines of, of, of people with different walks of life that are kind of working up the boldness to uh, kiss their object of desire, so to speak. And um, it's uh, you know, it's, it's 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 very simply about people just being themselves and, and being okay with that. You know, it's, but it's it's kind of a playful song. It's got like a a throwback, um, not like a listen to your love kind of vibe, but it, it is in that same way of like a, it's got a throwback sound to it a little bit, and um, which I've always, you know, been drawn to. There's always been elements of like 50s doo-wop in my, you know, oh. melodies and stuff like that. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a playful song, you know. There's one thing, you know, I'm, we're pretty good at mid-tempo, serious, epic rock songs, but sometimes it's good just to be, you know, not, you know, not take it so seriously and have a little fun and I think it's a, it's a very fun song as well man the world needs that and especially with that sentiment like I mean just with the title and how you describe that it immediately makes me think of like experiences in my own life when there's a girl I've liked that I've definitely overthought just the aspect of kissing her to the point where it's like ridiculous but like I think that's what's one of the best things about music is that you found a way to write the song about this particular thing and within that you know there's gonna be people who can relate yeah and, and it, like I said there's 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 three different walks of life so there's um and for some people it might be somewhat controversial I guess but uh, it sh I mean it shouldn't be but like you know it's um it's 
it's kind of having all these alongside each other too, saying they're, they're the same. It doesn't matter, you know, if uh, what your preference is. They're all the same. It's still love, you know. There's a line in going to a town, a song by Rufus Wainwright, and he says, "Tell me, do you really think you go to hell for having loved?" And like as a as a gay man singing that, I mean, I'm I'm straight, but I'm a, a, an insanely in love with Rufus Wainwright's songwriting and him and Martha and, are and unbelievable. I, yeah, and I and I have a, a lot of friends from all walks of life, from every religion to every sexual preference to every color. And I just like when I first heard that line, I was like, this is this is one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my life. Like questioning people like really did you just sum up love with this negative thing of it being wrong like so you know we kind of have a lot of like maybe what some people would be like heavy or, or, or serious tones but they're not because once again they're human and it's stuff that people are dealing with people are constantly trying to figure out what they believe in and, and, and what they are and what they want and and sometimes that's a, a, a constant adventure. Sometimes it changes for people, you know. So it's 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 an encouragement to go for it and do it, and devour life, and not be afraid of it, you know. Not don't worry about judgments or other people's ignorant opinions. Just be yourself. I feel a lot of that correlates into what we were saying before about a Mona show because, like, I feel like. For me personally, I think a lot of people correlate to this. One of the things I love about going to shows in general is I feel like you could have the worst day of your life, a mega shitty day, and you go into a venue and it's like the outside world doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, music in and of itself is a drug. You know, same exact thing. We've all had bad days, gone in, done a shot or two, had a drink, and in 15 minutes you're just like, ah, whatever. You know, that's what music should do, you know. That's exactly what it should do. You know, so it should provoke, it should provoke thought, it should it should enrage, it should inspire, it should uh, you know it, it, that's that's its purpose. I mean it's it's not just an industry. It's not just a tool to get famous or to get you know, collaborations from brands. It's weird how it almost feels like we've forgotten that, at least in two thousand seventeen. I mean it's just like I feel like there's so many ways where this might sound controversial to some. You know, actually, in regards to controversial, I can't remember who said this quote, but it's a favorite quote of mine. I think you're going to like it. But it's a quote that goes that people who find things controversial are the types of people who don't know how to be honest with themselves. Yeah, I love that. That, like, rings so true to me. But it's like, there's so many, in regards to what you were saying just now, that sometimes I feel like I see bands or musicians and that aspect of career and brand and stuff. You almost ask yourself, like, do you even like music? No, yeah. I mean, it's a... Uh... And, and don't get me wrong, I don't think music should be preachy. I don't think I don't think music should be, you know, I always tell people all the time, I don't care what you feel, but just, it's it's my job to provoke you to feel. Feel something. Yeah, you don't feel, feel what something. I'm feeling. You know, it's not me to preach uh, preach something that you should believe. It's not here's, here's a, a, a faith or here's a, a belief. It's going, no, what is your faith? What is your belief? And it's just a challenge to be proud of that. It doesn't have to line up to the person next to you or uh, your your parents or mine or your yeah. your your 
our world leaders, but it, it needs to be yours. You need to have something. I get a little frustrated, and I know why a lot of artists play it safe, and they don't talk about politics, and they don't talk about religion, and they don't talk about sexuality, because they just don't want to offend anyone. And they're, But really, you're just scared of losing your fan base. You know, you're, you're scared of losing your fame. You're scared of losing, you know, this momentum. You don't have to, prom- you know, to tell everyone, like, sign up for this. Be Buddhist. Be... Yeah. be be this. Be Christian. Say how you feel and what you think shouldn't be a statement in on itself. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and I love... Most of my friends have different worldviews than I do. That's why we're friends. Exactly. Why would you want to hang out with a bunch of people like you? I've never understood that. I feel like, especially... I've been living here in New York since 08, and I love it here, and it's pretty much made me an adult, and it's been really great, but I do feel like I've noticed that it's very much the norm for people to just have people in their lives that are very similar to them, almost like in a carbon copy way. And I always think to myself, like, you must have the most boring conversations, like, what are you, like, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, safe is easy, man, you know, some people don't want to be challenged, and, and you know what? Once again, that's their, if that's their choice and that's how they want to go, good for them. But for me, like, there's just so much out there. And uh, I want to meet different people. I want to fucking hang out with aliens. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> you know what you I mean? said that with way too much of a serious face just now. You had the most serious, you're like, yeah, aliens, fuck yeah. Tell me this, like, we need to jump into a record a little bit before I let you go. Um, you mentioned how you produced this one as well, uh, Soldier On. Tell me, how different is it, do you feel like it's going to sound in the previous work? Because I feel like the last EP you guys released was relatively different than what people would expect it. And I thought it was it worked really fucking well. Oh, well, thank you, man. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be on a production level and a vibe, you know, uh, uh, Similar to the EP. I mean, that was kind of the, you know, taste testing the waters a little bit, not just coming out with an, you know, with an album that's this whiplash kind of sound. So it was kind of, you know, it's why I had songs like Judas and Don't Shave My Coin, which are very polar opposites. And then like with us and them, there's different feels on the EP. You know, we went different places in production, and you know, the first two albums were kind of a band in a room type of vibe and this you know we, we we took more time with the sounds there are a lot more layers and a lot more um uh kind of really focusing on how uh, just the sounds fit together from song to song as well you know we, we really tried to make an album i know it's a single driven world but we, we really try to make a body of work but um yeah there's a we weren't and we weren't afraid to 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 dabble in worlds that we didn't previously you know, there's a lot of you know there's a, a lot of you know, messing with vintage drum machines new drum machines software uh, anything you can think of that was pretty much at some point uh, done on this album you know so what I really love about that is I feel like that goes along with so much of what you said throughout this whole talk about the human aspect and trusting yourself. Because I feel like something I've always loved about Mona is that even though you guys have essentially always been a rock band, I feel like since the first album, and I think it's what I liked about you guys when I first heard you, is that you never found yourselves feeling beholden to the rules or the confines of what a rock band needs to be. I mean, I can think of a song like Lean Into the Fall or like Teenager where, yeah, those are rock songs and they're punchy, but they have a lot of pop sensibilities and yeah. melodies and elements to them. And it's like, I feel like that's something that should be recognized more of the band. So it's cool seeing that with this new album coming out, you guys are just trying and exploring new things because you know you can. You're still going to be your band at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you know, my voice naturally does what it does and it lends itself to what people would say is a rock sound. But I have, I have two older sisters that are, you know, 
decade older and 12 years older, so I listened to a lot of their music. So I grew up with a lot of Michael Jackson. So for me, I never thought I had a rock voice. I was just trying to sing like Michael Jackson. When I was little, you know what I mean? So it's like little white kids screaming in his kitchen, like in his socks, trying to you know dance like his older sisters. I mean, that was you know I wasn't I didn't I started more in pop music with these big singers. You know, my mom listened to a lot of old you know like soul music and doo-wop everything from Marvin Gaye to Frankie Valley and that kind of stuff so it was it was really me trying to sing like these huge pop voices you know and then my other sister listened to typical ballads like Celine Dion Michael Bolton all these kind of things and then you throw in the church element with all these big voices I, I didn't I wasn't trying to you know be Chris Cornell or Robert Plant I was trying to sing like all these big singers and it just didn't it just comes out the way it comes out <laughs> It doesn't sound like Marvin Gaye. That's a good um, problem to have, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it is what it is. So, I mean, um, I've always, you know, I'm, I'm a much bigger uh, Bob Dylan fan and Michael Jackson fan and, and than I am probably any rock band, you know. Um, so, it, it, it's, it's cool that you saw that because it is a, the rock thing gets a little, uh, just like any label, you know. No, no one wants to be any label. You know? Exactly. So... Yeah, be a lot more limiting than it's meant to be. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to touch on one more thing specifically. And I noticed that this kind of good roundabout way from how the talk started because I imagine going to your live shows a lot over the years. I've gone with friends like loads of times and like Mercury Lounge, Bowery, uh, Webster. Definitely saw you at T5 at some point and definitely outside of the state as well. Something that I think is really amazing that I've seen consistently over the years is that like when I'm in a crowd of Mona fans, you can tell it's people who really bat for the band. Like, it's really people who, like, not only enjoy the music, but it's like, you're their band. Is that something you've noticed over the years about your fans? That, like, it's not just a thing of, I like your music passively, for the most part. It's a lot of people who very much take your music in and, like, make it a part of them. Well, I think going back to our first statement of it being human, when you start tapping into stuff that's a little deeper than just, like, musical preference or a trend, I think it it, it stays with people. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you see that in the... You know, like classic bands, like you know, Grateful Dead fans. There's a, there's a specific there are a specific breed Pearl Jam fans, a very specific breed. Like they are Pearl Jam fans, Morrissey fans. Like there's and the more newer bands, like what is a fill in the blank of a newer band? What does that fan look like? Sometimes it's like they're a fan of a song, you know, and they're uh, and only time will tell what that feels like. But yeah, I'm I'm really proud of you know our fans because I think they are a a passionate people. I've never met like a passive Mona fan that was like, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> like if if they're a fan, they're they're probably a pretty like emotional person that's trying to live life to its fullest, you know. And um, not saying that everyone has to be a psychopath. <laughs> but, uh, Disclaimer here. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are some chill people that I'm sure listen to our music, but like, yeah, I I, I, know, I know what you're saying, and it's something that keeps keeps us encouraged and keeps you know especially keeps me going because I know. I had a video of, of a fan who asked me to, um, or sent me an email to, to give a video because he was proposing, you know, and it's like, and he did, and he actually got it on, on video, and um, wow. and then right after, uh, he had the song Say You Will, like, playing in the background. It was like, to see music be a part of someone's life like that, that's a, that's a passionate thing. That's not a... That's not a a passive part of someone's life when they're asking the most important question they will ever ask on this planet. You yeah. Know? Uh, so it's 
So to be a part of that is crazy. It's humbling. It's, it's amazing. That's mind blowing. I'm really glad you got to talk so much about the record as you did, because I, I knew like there was a record coming, but in my head I was thinking like, oh, there must be this master plan. Holy shit, we'll be able to talk about it. But it's great seeing you being able to be so candid about it. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, it's a. I disappear a lot, you know, and, and try to. You know, I'd rather do nothing than do the wrong thing. So a lot of times, you know, we're constantly working, and sometimes it's just in the shadows. So one, you know, once stuff is done and, and ready, I mean, I'm, I want it out, probably more than anyone. Um, so because I want to move on to the to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm the, our, our our label's cool, our team's cool, and it's uh, you know. Like I said, first song, you know, sometime in January. I don't know the exact date. I think second week or something like that. So yeah. uh, I, look, I look forward to you hearing it. Nick, thanks for taking the time to show. Awesome. Thank you. No, it's, it's gonna be-